Hey, Malachi here, pastor and founder of LifeWord Ministry, along with my beautiful wife, Christine. Welcome to our podcast. I pray that what you hear will encourage, enlighten, and enrich your life. You know, it's our endeavor to share a word with you that will help you to live hope and change, to draw you closer to our Heavenly Father, as well as strengthen your walk with Christ, using the Word of God as our foundation. I can't thank you enough for listening and sharing our podcast with others. And now, here's today's message. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. This is Life's Word Podcast. And yes, this is season three. That's right. We have now entered into season three of Life Word Podcast. I thank God for his blessings. I thank God for what he's doing. I thank God for what he's done. And I especially thank God for what's going to happen. I appreciate everyone that has supported us through your prayers, through your financial giving, through sharing the podcast with others. It means a lot to me that you share the podcast. If anything, share this podcast with others that they can hear an encouraging word through the word of God. And I appreciate how God is opening doors and allowed us to be on several new platforms. That's only God. And I can't take any credit for that. So without any further ado, let's get into our first podcast and talk about something that I hear in different circles, be it Christian circles or non-Christian circles. There's always talk about free will. Now, I came across this particular article, and I can't take any credit for this one, but I wanted to share it with you, and I'll put in the resources where I found this because there's no author given, and I always want to cite the information that I receive because I don't want to take credit for something that's not mine, for something I didn't write. So the information will be in the references. But what we're going to talk about in tonight's podcast is free will. Do we truly have free will? I hear people talking about free will. It's my life. I can do with it whatever I want. I have a free will. God's given me free will. I can do and choose as I please. Well, Here's what I think, and here's what I've come across in this particular message. If free will means that God gives us the opportunity to choose, that would ultimately affect our destiny, then the answer is yes, we do have free will. And it's a fact that the world in which we live in its current sinful state is directly linked to those choices made in the Garden of Eden by none other than Adam and Eve. The Bible says God created mankind in his own image. Yes or yes. 
And in his creating, that included the ability to choose. Now, free will does not mean that we can do anything we please. Yeah, you're grown, you're of age, 21 plus, you can do whatever you want to do within limits because the law of the land will tell you you can't do whatever it is that you think you want to do anytime you want to do it. There are boundaries. Our choices are limited to what is in keeping with our nature. Let me give you an example. A man may choose to walk across a bridge or not to walk across a bridge, but he may not choose to fly over the bridge because his nature prevents him from flying. He wasn't given wings. In a similar way, a man cannot choose to make himself righteous because his sin nature prevents him from canceling his guilt. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned, and we all fall short of the glory of God. So, that free will you're talking about is limited by nature. There's a lot of things that go against the laws of nature. And one in particular, because when we talk about sin, sin is sin. Doesn't matter what the sin is. No one sin is greater than the other sin except for the sin of blasphemy. But when we think about the sin, even in the laws of nature, that comes to mind in a man's mindset, a woman's mindset, when we talk about homosexuality, the laws of the animal kingdom in the jungle in the wild it's against the laws of nature for two male animals to come together and try to mate now if the laws of nature says it's not right then what about man and as stated sin is sin doesn't matter whether it's homosexuality or fornication or adultery sin is sin and it goes against the nature of spirituality even though free will is limited by nature this limitation does not mitigate our accountability why because the bible is clear that we not only have the ability to choose we also have the responsibility to choose how wisely in all of your choosing, you have to choose wisely. In the Old Testament, God chose a nation. What nation was that? Oh, you Sunday school students? Israel. But individuals within that nation still bore an obligation to choose obedience to God. And individuals outside of Israel were able to choose to believe and follow God as well. And if you like to know any references on that, read about the story of Ruth and Rahab. We know the story of Ruth and Rahab. So I'm not going to spend too much time talking about Ruth and Rahab because you need to read that for yourself and how Ruth and, and Rahab, two different women, two different times, two different errors, but yet they were out of the quote-unquote chosen 
generation, a chosen nation. But yet they were able to choose to believe and follow God because they came from a nation that did not love, obey, and follow God. But yet they were given a choice to believe and follow God. In the New Testament, sinners are commanded over and over and over and over to repent and believe. That's why I say the Bible was not written for unbelievers. The Bible was written for believers because the only thing that pertains to the sinner in the Bible are two things, repent and believe. Matthew 3 and 2 says, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Matthew 4, 17, for the time Jesus began to preach saying, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Acts 3, 19, repent therefore and turn back, turn around that your sins may be blotted out. And 1 John 3, 23, and this is his commandment that we believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another just as he has commanded us. Every call to repent is a call to choose. Every time you hear at the end of a message, the call to repent is the altar call. That's all that is. It's a call to repent. And you have a choice either to repent and believe or not. The command to believe assumes that the hearer, those that are listening, can choose to obey the command. You have a choice. Do you want to hear it or do you not want to hear it? It's like our children. We, we try to correct our children. There's a choice there. Either they're going to hear it or they're not going to hear it. Either they're going to tune us in or they're going to tune us out. There's a choice there. We have choices in life. Life is filled with choices. And whatever choice you make in your life will determine your outcome in your future, whether it's positive or negative. Those are the choices that we have. Jesus identified the problem of some unbelievers when he told them, you refuse to come to me to have life. John 5, 40. Man, can you imagine? When we choose not to accept Christ into our heart, what we're doing and what we're saying is we're rejecting him and we're refusing to come to him to have life. Clearly in this, they could have come if they wanted to, you can come to God if you want to. You can receive his love if you want to. You can come out of adultery if you want to. You can come out of homosexuality if you want to. You can come out of stealing if you want to. You can come out of the spirit of murder if you want to. If you want to. But here, their problem in coming out was they chose not to. And it's the same problem with us today. We choose not to change. 
You can change if you want to. People say, I can't change. Oh, they can't change. Yes, you can. Yes, they can. You have to have a desire to change. You have to have a mind made up that you want to change. You have to come to your senses and say, I don't want to do this any longer. I don't want to live this way any longer. It's a choice. That's where that free will comes in. You know, the Bible says in Galatians, do not be deceived. A man reaps what he sows. If you're sowing discontent, you're going to reap discontent. If you're sowing hardship, you're going to get hardship. If you're sowing hate, you're going to reap hate. You, whatever you sow, you're going to reap. That's the Bible. Galatians 6, 7. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever one sows, that will he also reap. And those who are outside of salvation are without excuse. There's no excuse for you if you're on the outside of salvation. Romans 1, 20 and 21 clearly says in the English Standard Version, for his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in things that have been made. So they are without excuse. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts was darkened. We've been given an opportunity to walk in the light. But because the devil does not want you to walk in light, because he's darkness, everything he does is in the dark. Why do you think people sneak around at night? Why do you think children try to hide in the dark? Because it's dark. No one wants to sin in the light per se. No one wants to commit adultery in the light. No one wants to cheat on their loved one in the light. No one wants to commit fornication in the light. No one is trying to steal in the light. They want to get in a dark place where they think no one can see them. But how can a man limit it? by a sin nature, ever choose what is good. It is only through the grace and the power of God. Let me say that again. It is only through the grace and power of God that free will truly becomes free. Did you catch that? It's only through the grace and the power of God, that free will truly becomes free in the sense of being able to choose salvation. John 15, 16 says, you did not choose me. Oh, I like that. We didn't choose him. But I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. If you want to be able to ask God 
for whatever it is that you desire in this world. You have to choose to follow him. You have to choose to obey him. You have to choose to do what is right. It is the Holy Spirit who works in and through a person's will to regenerate that person. Why do I say that? Because John 1, 12 and 13 says, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Let me say it again. It is the Holy Spirit who works in and through a person's will to regenerate them and give them a new nature. That new nature is created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. To be a Christian, to be Christ-like, means taking off your old nature and putting on his new nature. You can read that in 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if any man, boy, girl, doesn't matter, woman, be in Christ, they are a new creature, a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, new things have come. Salvation is God's work. That's his work. At the same time, our motives, our desires, and actions are voluntary. Everything we do is on a voluntary base when you really think about it. No one's putting a gun to your head telling you you have to do this. I find it amazing that some cultures will force you into their religion. They'll force you into believing what they believe, but yet they'll kill you for believing in the one true and living God. They'll force you out of living for God, believing in God, to believe what they believe, which is totally against God. Everything we do is because we choose voluntarily to do it. And we are rightly held responsible for the choices that we make. Every choice that the president has made He's held responsible for it. Every choice that you make in your life, you're going to be held responsible for it. So that's why I say choose wisely in how you live your life. Yes, you're grown. Yes, you have a free will. Yes, you have the ability to choose right from wrong. Choose wisely is all I'm saying. You can do whatever you want to do in life within reason. Whatever it is that you choose to do in life, do it according to the will of God. Obey his word. Seek his face. Get his approval before you do anything. If it goes against nature, 
don't do it. If it goes against his nature, don't do it. When you really think about it, anything that goes against what God desires for you in your life is a sin. Anything that goes against right is wrong. It's pretty elementary if you really think about it. So you have a choice. You have a choice to choose life over death. When serving God, you're walking in light. When serving the devil, you're walking in darkness. Think about it. If you have heartaches, you have pain, you have disappointments, you have hardship, you have disgrace, you have people that are treating you bad. Not to say that you're not going to be treated bad when you're a child of God, because you will. That's just how it is. People are hateful. People are not nice. But when you are in God, he makes life more livable. He makes life more pleasing. There's love, true love, not artificial love as the world gives. Peace. There's joy in God. There's so much positive in walking for God. People think I'm positive. I don't live for God. Well, that's temporary. But in order to serve God, you have to be positive. Not to say that you can't be successful because you don't serve God. There are a lot of people that don't serve God that are successful. He reigns on the just as well as the unjust. God loves us all. He hates the sin. Doesn't desire for you to die in your sin. His desire is for when you die to live in eternity with him. So that's your choice. Life or death. That's what's laid before you every day, life or death. What are you going to choose? I know that living for the devil is choosing death because in the end result, when he comes to collect his payment, his payment is death and in outer darkness. When God comes to receive you home, you hear the difference? He receives you home to life eternal. You can live in this world in a life that has been purposed for you to succeed, but you have to choose to live right above all. You have to choose to live a life that's pleasing to the Lord. Let me help you make a choice here. Would you like to choose life over death? Would you like to be able to choose to follow God and obey his word rather than follow Satan and live in torment, disappointment, hurt, be shamed, despised? But I want you to be able to choose the right way today, this very moment. I'm going to pray a prayer, and I want you to repeat this prayer after me. It's just a model prayer, a prayer of salvation, I call it. And if you want to choose life over death, 
Then repeat this after me. Heavenly Father, I come to you admitting that I am a sinner in need of rescuing. Right now, I choose to turn away from my sin. And I ask you to cleanse me of all unrighteousness. I desire to be set free right now. And I ask you to forgive me of my sin. I believe that your son, Christ Jesus, died on the cross to take away my sins. I also believe that he rose again from the dead so that I might be forgiven of my sins and made righteous through faith in him. I call upon the name of Christ Jesus and I confess him to be my Lord and Savior of my life. Jesus, I choose to follow you and I ask you to fill me with the power of the Holy Spirit. I believe that you have forgiven me. I believe that you have heard my prayer and I declare that right now, I am a child of God. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me as declared in Galatians 2.20, I believe that I am free from sin and I'm full of the righteousness of God. And I believe that I am saved in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed this prayer to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, I welcome you to the family of God. And from this moment on, Start learning how to live a life of faith by finding a good Holy Spirit-filled church, one that teaches from the Bible so that you can grow in your faith as you walk the pathway to Christ. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to write to me. Share your story of faith and let me know that you said yes to Jesus. You can email me at lifeswordministry at gmail.com. I would also like to take this time to thank those of you that partnered with us last year. Because of your financial seed into this ministry, it allowed us to share the gospel throughout the world. And we would love for you to continue sowing a financial seed on a regular basis to help us this year and the years to come to continue to share the gospel. If you're not a partner and you would like to sow into this ministry, you can do so as well by going to paypal.me forward slash life's word ministry. Again, that's paypal.me forward slash life's word ministry. And if you would like to receive a copy of my brand new book, Pathway to Christ, to learn how to live a life of 
Christ, how to live a life of faith, how to receive salvation, how to be baptized. It gives you the ABCs of walking the pathway to Christ. You can go over to Amazon and you can purchase it there. Or if you would like me to autograph it for you, you can go to paypal.me forward slash Malachi 660 forward slash 15. Again, that's paypal.me forward slash Malachi 660 forward slash 15. And what will happen is you'll be put on a list for me to autograph your book. And then we'll send that out to you and we'll even pay the posters for you so you don't have to worry about the posters. And be sure to subscribe and follow us and share our Life's Word podcast with everyone. And as I often say, God loves you and I do too. Well, that concludes our podcast for today. I trust you were blessed and enjoyed what you heard. Be sure to tune in again right here on Life's Word Podcast.